Welcome to My Heart Songs Podcast number 218, The Good Old Days, Part 2. When I first graduated med school in 1973, I remember receiving a very fine doctor bag with my name on it as a gift from a pharmaceutical company. Ha! I thought. The bribery starts early to use drugs, drugs, and more drugs. There's an Italian expression, non avere pelle sulla lingua. Literally, it translates as don't have hair on the tongue. In other words, be direct and forthcoming with nothing to hinder speaking from the heart and mind. I'll do my best to be truthful yet fair as I examine the current state of medicine in the U.S. from my personal perspective. I'm ashamed of my profession as currently practiced by many physicians. Having grown up with Dr. Kildare and Marcus Welby TV portrayals, I yearned to be a smart, competent, kind, humanistic healer, to treat my patients with respect and to really listen to their issues and ask relevant questions before approaching any diagnosis. This was a time when the mind-body-spirit connection was just emerging into the mainstream along with acupuncture and other alternative modalities. Maybe your asthma is exacerbated because you just lost your grandma and are heavy with grief. Perhaps that stomach pain, a likely ulcer, is related to the high stress of your new job. Maybe meditation is the first strategy when you get that recurrent headache. In short, one took the time to try to understand whatever illness was presenting in the context of a person's life. And we scrambled as students to learn as much of the Bible of the bedside diagnostic physical exam as possible. The DeGowan and DeGowan 863-page tome was chock-full of practical and esoteric tests and maneuvers to do in the office to achieve an accurate diagnosis, whether of a torn knee ligament or an acute abdomen. Remember, this is way before CAT scans, MRIs, and other imaging modalities became commonplace. In short, one had to spend time, do a great review of systems, cardiovascular, genital urinary, gastrointestinal, musculoskeletal, etc., to get an overall picture and thus look beyond the chief presenting complaint. I still pull out that sacred book when I have something of concern in myself or a friend or loved one, and it never fails to at least help me understand the next steps. The litany of what is currently wrong with our healthcare system is beyond the scope of my musings, but I want to point out a number of significant issues. Someone once said, positive thinking does not mean closing your eyes to your garden and repeating a bogus affirmation, there are no weeds, there are no weeds, because we all know that doesn't work. As my friend Alan Matsika, who is now living in his homeland of Zimbabwe, says in one of his Meditations on Migration episodes, quote, the fashioned seatbelt, fastened seatbelt sign needs to be brighter and the ding a lot louder, close quote. There have been incredible advances in many treatment fields, especially cancer and heart disease, and the rapidity with which we can create new vaccines, imperfect, yes, but amazingly fast, to respond to COVID is noteworthy. Just this week, the BA.2.86 variant, with its 36 new mutations relative to the XBB.1.5 variant, has been identified by deep mutational scanning, and will now be tracked to see if it poses a grave threat in terms of greater escape from Omicron antibodies, whether from natural infection or vaccine. 
and certainly there is now more acceptance and use of alternative healing modalities, acupuncture, herbs, chiropractic, body work, and beyond. Still, the good old days of medicine had a more personal touch, clearly important in any form of healing. If one had to get hospitalized, one was cared for by the family doc, not some hospitalist who didn't know you. You actually had a physical exam without having to specifically request one. Lab results, especially important ones, were delivered in person, not through some sterile cyberspace portal one had to navigate. And eye contact and real personal interaction were always part of the package. Again, the burning question is, why could we not find a way to strengthen the humane aspects of medicine while embracing the techno-magical advances? In any case, some things remain true. You are always your own best advocate when dealing with any aspect of the medical complex. Less is more when it comes to drugs. Always get a second opinion before embarking on a significant course of treatment. And inquire about clinical trials if dealing with something cutting-edge or esoteric. I remember while I was living in Italy, I had two friends stateside dying of cancer with whom I would Skype. One spent his days internet scrambling looking for new alternative and woo-woo treatments. The other was writing poetry to his doctor to help him become better at dealing with the intricacies of terminal illness. Just saying that we always have choices about how we deal with any significant illness, and we are always the starting point for our healing, hopefully supported well by caring people with accurate, up-to-date, science-based information. Not perfect, but continuing to evolve. Those advances must continue to address and mitigate all the gender, racial, and socioeconomic health disparities that create even more barriers to individual well-being. I'm ashamed of my profession as currently practiced by many physicians. COVID burnout aside, there's just too much corporate profit involved, long waiting times to even get an appointment, short visits, and the maze of insurance regulations and laws is criminal, given how much one's quality of life depends on good lifestyle choices and excellent medical care. To all those healers still striving every day to combine compassion, humanism, and the best that science offers, I salute you. They embrace the new, yet retain some of what the good old days offered. Thanks as always for listening, and remember friends and family can easily sign up at myheartsongs.org.